Hello, and welcome to Down at Kintail Camp, a podcast that keeps you connected to the people, place, and sounds that make Camp Kintail an especially special place. I'm Kristen Hydra-Gillard, and today on the podcast, Camp Kintail's Executive Director, Reverend Teresa McDonald-Lee, will be sharing the story of Monday Thursday through the eyes of Mary. Take a moment to prepare your heart and mind as we reflect on this gospel reading from John. Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but it is to fulfill the scripture. The one who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I tell you this now, before it occurs. Very truly, I tell you, whoever receives one whom I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. Welcome to Monday Thursday, friends. This past summer, the scripture story um, of Jesus washing his disciples' feet was one of the stories our campers learned. And as we were studying that scripture, it reminded me of the story of Mary washing Jesus' feet. And the two stories became very important to me. And so today, instead of a sermon, I have a story for you. O Lord, may the words on my lips and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our refuge. Amen. Mary slips into the back of the room with a sigh. She's left Martha to finish with the cleaning up, about which she does feel a little guilty. But the table's been made ready, the bread smells divine, the wine is uncorked, and the bowls are heaping with good food. Mary and Martha have spent all day getting ready for the meal without help from any of the others. Mary lets out another deeper sigh. Will things ever change? 
The men are lounging and relaxing, ready for a chance to celebrate the Passover. No one notices Mary in the back or acknowledges the work that went into the meal. They're caught up in worries of their own. Things have been so stressful. As hard as they all try to understand, Jesus' words and actions remain a mystery. Jesus has entered Jerusalem, but the air of danger surrounds them all. They are tense, waiting for Jesus to be revealed and Rome undone. Will things ever change? While Mary watches and the disciples wait, Jesus stands up, takes off his outer clothing, and wraps a towel around his waist. All eyes turn to Jesus. He pours water into a basin and stoops down beside one of the men. Mary sits up straight, all of her attention on Jesus. He gently picks up a foot and with his towel begins to wash the disciple's foot. Jesus looks up, catches Mary's eye, and nods at her. Mary sinks down into her seat again with a smile of understanding on her face. For it was just a week ago when the roles were reversed. Jesus was in her home, and it was she who was washing tired feet. Mary knew that the others expected her to stay with Martha in the kitchen, but she also knew Jesus. He had always encouraged her to listen, to participate, to take part in the conversation. Jesus did not expect her to stay in the kitchen, but invited her into the circle of his followers. Some of the others didn't like this, but as it was Jesus himself who issued the invitation, she was allowed in. This invitation has changed Mary. No man has ever encouraged her in this way. Not her father, not even her brother Lazarus. Jesus looks at Mary with compassion, understanding, and complete acceptance. He has seen her longing for change, for new life, for things to be different. Through his words, but especially his actions, he has let Mary know that things will change. And so, just last week, she wanted to thank Jesus for this gift. Mary could see that Jesus was hurting and that things were changing, but maybe not for the better. She bought a jar of perfume, and when Jesus was sitting, Mary broke open the jar and began to wash his feet with her hair. She isn't sure why she used her hair when she had a towel, but she knew she wanted Jesus to know how much his trust and love had changed her. Normally, the other followers ignored Mary, but this was too much for Judas. He complained about the expense, the intimacy of the gesture. The others let Judas speak, but they were nodding along in agreement. Jesus didn't let Judas stop Mary, but praised her and her actions. And now Mary sat watching Jesus wash the feet of his disciples. She wondered if they remembered what had happened in her house a week ago. Mary knew that Jesus remembered, and now he was sharing the gifts she had given with those that he loved. This time it was Peter, not Judas, who argued, saying that Jesus shouldn't be washing feet. Jesus insisted, but Peter still didn't understand. Mary wondered when these disciples would get it. Jesus isn't about status or privilege. Jesus' actions and words flowed out of his love and service to God and to others. Jesus had allowed himself to be loved and cared for, and now it was time to offer that to others. 
After Peter's outburst, the disciples sat quietly and let Jesus wash their feet. Mary could see their discomfort start to lessen as Jesus carefully poured the water and dried their feet. If only the disciples would follow Jesus' lead, then things could finally change. As Mary watched, Martha joined her. They sat quietly in the back of the room as Jesus blessed the bread, broke it, and shared it. They watched as the wine was poured out and offered. They saw Judas storm away. As the disciples were leaving, Jesus came to say thank you for the meal. Mary noticed that Jesus looked different, somehow both stronger and yet more vulnerable. She was turning this over in her mind while she and Martha began to clean up from the meal. Mary was about to bring the leftovers downstairs when she was startled by one of the twelve who had returned. He was carrying the basin of water and had a towel wrapped around his waist. He took the tray out of Mary's hands and invited Mary and Martha to sit. To the surprise of them both, this disciple, one who was never quite sure of why Jesus spent time with the sisters, knelt. He picked up their feet and began to wash them. When they were clean, he dried them with a towel without a word. When he was done, Mary looked him in the eye and he looked back for the first time. Mary saw questions and hope and determination and love, yes, love, in his eyes. Mary smiled and thought to herself, maybe Jesus is changing us, all of us. Maybe things really will change. Amen. In these times of change and with so many questions lingering, thank you, Teresa, for your reflections this Easter. Thank you also to Chris, or Elder, for helping with the scripture reading today from John chapter 13. We hope that you are finding fullness and restoration in spirit this Easter, despite the challenging and sometimes isolating situation we're finding ourselves in. Keep connected with Kintail despite the distance through our podcast and other media. Every weekday morning, friends of Kintail are posting chapel on Facebook or YouTube, and you can enjoy stories and songs that will remind you of summer days near the water and with friends from near and far. That's all for this episode. Check back tomorrow for a message on Good Friday, and we wish you every blessing from all of us down at Kintail Camp. It is the cry of my heart to follow you. It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my life. Teach me your holy ways, O oh Lord, so I can walk in your truth. Teach me your holy ways, O oh Lord, and make me holy devoted to you. Oh, oh, oh. It is the cry of my heart to follow you. It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my life. Open my eyes so I can see the wonderful things that you do. Open my heart up more and more and make me wholly devoted to you. Oh, oh, oh. It is the cry of my heart to follow you. It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my life.